0: Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Braun and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on?
1: I'm good, mate. Um, Since you started talking about uh, boxy little cars from Japan, uh, I'm on the CarFromJapan.com website. You talked about this on the last show, what? Uh, And I am just looking how much it would cost to get a Suzuki Carry truck from 1996 uh, to Southampton Port in the United Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's, it's relatively affordable, but I mean, I don't know what to do with it. Five grand. Oh, that's that's not bad. Reasonably.
0: It's not, but then again, I think it's the, it's the all time question. Why would you want to do that? Well, why want to
1: do that? I mean, I get it here, and then I would just be like, ah, oh, I mean, just I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that's two. That's so two and a half grand for like a dirty old truck from Japan, and it has got the keys. I mean, it looks. I mean, it's it's manual, so I couldn't drive it. I'm just I'm just looking at these cool fucking van. I guess I'd have to have it insured here, and I'd have to put a license plate. I'm out. Well, well, I'm well, out. Well, well. Sounds like too much admin. Sounds like too much admin, mate.
0: Did you say you can't drive
1: manual. You can't drive manual. You can't drive manual. No, I'm, I'm, I can only drive uh, automatic. Um, because I just knew what. I'd, well, you only drive your own car, don't you? So I mean, well, no. Just choose a car that's. All, it's just easier to drive, isn't it? Like the American. I Americans. think it's important to
0: learn manual. I think it's important. Like, I don't think what it is. if we're like running around in Japan during a zombie outbreak? And I'm like, right. quick, Pete, get the car. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I can't drive manual. And we get eaten by zombies. I'll Rubbish, do it. Pete. It's I'll not good do enough. it
1: in a. I'll do it in a. Uh, in first gear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it in first gear. I'll just do it in one Go gear. On. I can get in the gears. I just can't. I just, I just don't oh. have the. Li- and to be honest, if I'm in a zombie apocalypse. I'll just fucking figure it out. Who's going to tell me off? The fucking part, no, the, you'll the, be... the, the police. Please drive more considerately in the zombie apocalypse. Please, I'll say up yours. Your jurisdiction ended when the zombie started appearing, dickhead.
0: <laughs> I, I, y- you were the worst person to be around the zombie outbreak. I want someone who can open. And get into all the cars, drive all the cars, yep. all right. manual, automatic. He <laughs> doesn't drive a 1996 Suzuki wagon or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I'd it's have probably room to like, break down. I'd have room for a rear mounted cannon.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, no, you're sort of person. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to drive manual. I never bought a learn. And all the new cars are ele- uh, all the new electric cars. They're all automatic. There's no gears anymore. Just get over it, gear heads Get That's it. All. True. Get That's over true. it.
2: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I haven't driven a manual in a long time I used to all my cars were manual up until tw- 2015 I think right yeah I had this Toyota Starlet from 1995 when I was Oof. living in Sakata when I was a teacher Oof. yeah uh, my, my colleague Dan had just given it to me he was like I think he, was from New Ze- he was from New Zealand and he, he just sort of worked out it was cheaper to just give it to me than actually scrap it Um, he made it look like he was doing me a favour he definitely wasn't because I had to pay lots of tax on it Uh, (laughs) but it was like really run down but it did the job and that was manual and then about a year after that I just forgot how to drive manual and uh, when we did Natsuki the movie in 2017 where you were there after we met Pete Donaldson, and we did the scenes at Pete's radio station, back when he was a famous radio DJ, before we gave it all up to be a podcaster, uh, Natsuki and I had to go to France and film yes. in Paris. And uh, we got to Heathrow Airport, and British Airways, all the flights were cancelled, because someone at British Airways had trod on a cable and fucked yeah. the whole IT, and they still do it, even to this day. Good old BA. So I realised the only way we could get to France that day was for me to drive, and I rented this car, uh, the Citroën and it was manual, and I'd forgotten how to drive manual, and I just could not get the car moving, <laughs> uh, and I couldn't get it out of the car park, and the guy at the car rental place was like, sorry, mate, I can't let you leave until you show you can operate this vehicle. Oh, uh, really?
1: Wow. That's th- well, that's not going to increase the stress, is it? Good God. I know, right?
0: Fair play on him, though. Right? I mean, if I'd gone out, I would have killed everyone. Me, <laughs> Matsky, Asami, his wife, up in flames on the <laughs> M25. Uh, but I, I, then I realised I was only using one foot and to, for manual you need both feet you need to do the clutch oh what you, you were like
1: swatching it over to like yeah, accelerate yeah, yeah. and then putting your foot on the clutch and then <laughs> okay cool I was trying to drive a yeah. manual
0: car like an automatic yeah. absolute moron well, but, um, but after my, like 10-20 minutes I got the hang of it again and he my let partner, me out my partner uh, drive drives
1: my partner t- drives t- the clutch in, in the manual and she uh, and she finds it very difficult to switch to, to the old automatic Fiat because obviously she's used to using mm. both feet which, it I sounds exhausting. Just, It's just, it's just the, car, the car, we've had automatic cars for years. Why do we need them? Why do we need them? Oh, it's sufficient? It's not, though, is it? Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I, oh, I want to see yeah. you buy the Suzuki. It'll just end up sitting on your driveway and rotting away, no doubt. But you yeah. should buy it anyway. You should do it. Do it. Yeah. Make a video. Do I it. bought a do 1996 it. Suzuki Swift.
1: All right, fine. Whatever it's yeah. called cool it. it's, just a, it's just this the YouTube screenshot of me going <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot I can't believe this it fell in the <laughs> water basically. in Southampton at the docks <laughs> um, I uh, Chris I uh, I am doing this only uh, from the um, uh, loveliness of my soul uh, we're not getting paid for this but I noticed a pretty interesting little video game coming out uh, pretty soon uh, actually, might 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 be might might be take ages. I don't know. Um, How much but, have you been paid? Um, <laughs> no, I know it's it, it's called Shashingo. Learn Japanese with photography. Um, I think the person who created it uh, may be a listener because huh. uh, I think that's that's why they they started following me and, and presumably you as well. Um, and uh, they've made like a little video game where you wander around a town in uh, in Japan presumably, and um, every. Item, every like post box, every car, every tree. You can go up to it and like take a picture. So shashingo, uh, shashin go, oh. uh photograph and go. Obviously, language. Um, and then it sort of tells you what that is in Japanese and, and kind of it's basically a, a language learning sort of aid. It. And it's not something I've ever seen before. And and I'm just saying this because I was just genuinely, oh, that's interesting. I, I replied to the person on Twitter. I said oh, uh, this, this looks good. Um, so keep an eye on it. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming out, but I think you can wishlist it, so presumably it'll be happening sooner rather than later. But, uh, yeah, it, sounds, it looks good. It looks cute.
0: It does. I've, I've never heard of this. I'm just looking it up now, yeah. and it looks really quite cool. Like Yeah. A, you know, I'm the sort of person who learns things through doing and yeah. getting actually like, I, I can't yeah. sit, I can't read the textbook. I've probably got undiagnosed ADHD. I'm starting yeah. to suspect. I can't do it. I need to be doing things. So this could be... Kind of cool. Shashin yeah. means photo. Go means go. So, photo go. It's quite a good yeah. idea. I hope, it goes, I hope it actually releases. You can check it out. I'm watching like a YouTube video on it. And the trailer came out in June. So, fingers crossed, it'll come out. This is the sort of thing we need. We need We need like these sort of things though for learning Japanese. But I am up with, um, I'm up with uh, Felix, PewDiePie. I was giving him advice on learning Japanese. And like the resources that I gave him or like, told him about was stuff that I used... You know, when I first came here 10 years ago now, I yeah. feel like there are some good things. There's a app, there's a website called 1E e that a lot of people use, and mm. that uses, like, a cool memorization technique with, like, sentences, and that's quite good. But, like, yeah, most of right. the resources are still textbooks, so I'm open-minded to things like this. Shash and yeah. go. Make yeah. it
1: happen. Uh, look, again, I'm not going to pay for it. We're not going to pay for it. Um, bollocks
0: you definitely are
1: I wish I was. this is a I wish secret, secret to I wish I imagine imagine <laughs> like you know what I'm like and you know like how much money I spend out, and how mate, shit out. I am with money and stuff do you think I'd ever have a conversation with someone and go look I'm fucking mention your little game and <laughs> <on> your <laughs> broadship on podcast don't you worry about that mate you just get that money in my back pop pock like I'm so uncomfortable talking about money at the best of times no you're not Yes, I think you got
0: given five grand to promote and yeah. Go and you're going to spend it on a Suzuki car I've just paid a fucking
1: almighty tax bill I look if anyone's <laughs> fucking listening I'll give me any amounts of money and I'll say something on the podcast give me any oh amounts of money <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just love the, the idea of you just like in, in the middle of London and someone just par- like handing you a parcel full of money to shout out some sort of <laughs> flimsy product ah. <laughs> yeah. Pete is easily bought Go and um, give him some money, guys, and it will yep. shout out anything you want f- yep. for money. Correct. Uh, We've got a story this week <laughs> from Tom, who begins, Hi, Chris and Pete. I know that you guys often joke about fax machines on the show, so I thought I'd send in a story which adds to the mountain of reasons why fax machines must go away within Japan. Go away. Go <laughs> away. Fax machines be gone. I mean, I bought one last month just for a video. I've never used it since. Yeah. I regret buying Strip, it. Strip to just... the landfill? You're a disgrace, sunshine. <laughs> well, no, it'll be fucking shipped to your house. Uh, my wife, You'll probably enjoy it. You'll probably use it. My wife is part of a group <laughs> of awadori dancers who used to perform multiple times a year. Unfortunately, due to uh, COVID, most events have been cancelled this year. Um, to join, uh, except one event, to join this event, though, the leader or organiser of the group must submit a formal application uh, to the event organisers to join the rest of the groups who perform at the event, and you can only apply via fax machine. Unfortunately, the person representing my wife's group uh, chose to do it, so he sent off the application, Although he got... No reply. Um, he thought it was done and dusted. A few weeks ago, though, the group received an email from the event organisers apologising that no one had properly checked the fax machine and that it was now too late for them to fit to fit them into the event. Who was to blame no. the event organisers for not checking the submissions? The representative my wife's group uh, for using a World War I tool or the, the very device itself, the fax machine. Well, either way, my wife was furious and now she has to wait another year until performing again have you ever got into difficulty due to the cock up with a fax machine all the best guys Tom uh, no <laughs> no Tom there's a reason we don't use real physical fax machine to be fair they are reliable uh, it just sounds like someone at the event this this dancing event was just being a dickhead and didn't check yeah. the fax machine for whatever reason but they are <laughs> fabulously reliable and that's why they're still used right they're, they're still here I think the first fax machine was like 1982 or something. I can't remember the exact date, but they're still here now, 40 years later. And yeah. people use them. And in the real estate business, my friend Alex, uh, Alex Shapiro, he uses it for his like real estate company. It's like you you need one to actually operate in the real estate world here because yeah, deals get done with fax machines. Very bizarre.
1: Yeah, yeah I bet. Oh. I mean, like it, it. It people people sort of absolutely love. Uh, uh, the in, the not instantaneous kind of nature of fax machines. I guess is it easier to use than, than would you say it was easier to use than actual email address and stuff like that? Because you just got a phone number. Everyone's got a public phone number. Every if I wanted mm. to send it to somebody's co- if so say the um, holding company who owns your building, they will have a public right. phone number and they will have a public fax number, and I could presumably fax something to that building and say there's a right-wronging in the building (laughs) and get get you in trouble Um, and I couldn't do that like people are a bit more guarded from their emails because there's so much more spam but then you get spam on fax machines I can't figure it out Chris
0: no, you, I know what you're like, Pete. You would miss, You would abuse the fax machine. You'd just draw a massive penis or something on no a bit way. of paper, stuff no way, it in, yeah. and then that would come out the other side. <laughs> I see the appeal of fax machines in some respect. Like They do it for contracts because it just comes out the other end, printed, signed, sealed, delivered, job done, right? Yeah. Whereas email, you've still got to print it off. You've still got a few stages to do, whereas the fax machine cuts out the middleman. Again, right. though, I think it's time to live in a world where we take paper out of the equation right there's a huge yeah. amount of wastage in most contracts you know it's nice to have a I, I, digital copies are nice and I feel like it's just so much paper wastage in Japan because of yeah. fax machines printers the way the culture operates like uh, South Korea and China have moved to digital Japan hasn't and uh, that's kind of annoying in more mm. ways than one Yeah, um, but yeah but I mean fax machines old tech the story of the week that you've got for us this week Pete involves technology of the future and japan of course weirdly bounces between using old outdated technology and also having one foot firmly in the future what we got though fill us in
1: (laughs) well um you know like have you seen these massive giant billboards that if you look at up at them in the right sort of direction um with the right perspective they can look insanely 3d
0: Right. There I, was like you know, I've not I've not seen it yet. There's one in no, Shibuya and Shinjuku, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, there was a famous one in uh, Korea, I think, that had a cat that would just be sat in there for fucking ages. Like, it, it, like it's a really impressive <laughs> high definition 3D and it's a 3D display, and it's um, it's just it's a flat screen, but it's but it's kind of like across two parts of a building, two sides of a building basically, and if you view it at a certain angle. Because of the way that it is broadcasting its uh, signal, broadcast, like the way it's done its um, uh, animation uh, perspective. Mm. If you look from the certain perspective, it looks seriously impressive. It looks like the building is a cavity and there's an actual massive cat in there. But anyway, we've got uh, we've got one in Shibuya you now, and uh, giant puppies are running around <laughs> dicking about with frisbees in the Tokyo skyline. There are massive fucking puppies Running around. It's an Akita uh, dog 3D clockwork clock. Eight gigantic monitors. Uh, the whole set is used for like animated sequences of this dog sort of frolicking around. I really want to see it. I'm not going to see it forever. It'll be gone by the time I get in there, (laughs) which is very upsetting. But uh, the clock part of the project uh, refers to how the sequence plays out. It plays every hour on the hour from 7am to midnight. It's a real event. It's a real uh, event where people sort of go up and take pictures and film it and stuff like that. It's incredible looking. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's just massive, basically. uh Oh, actually, yeah. So the the giant 3D cat was actually a a few stops away in the Shinjuku neighbourhood. But give it a Google. This massive fucking puppy Running around, playing with Frisbees uh, in the Tokyo Skyline in Shibuya. It's yeah. well worth checking out. It's amazing. If you
0: look up Giant puppies Tokyo Skyline 3D billboard, like, yeah. you'll be blown away by it. It doesn't even <laughs> look real. I've, I've still never seen one of these, actually. I've still never seen the cat one in Shibuya. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Shijuki. I've never gone out and seen it. I do want to see it, though. Like, I'm fascinated by this technology. Like This is like the future, but I feel like if it only works from one angle... Then it sort of makes it all a bit rubbish. Like, does it does it only work from one angle? Can you can it so work, so, can you sit so from anywhere? Or so
1: there's so there's one part that looks really three D and it looks pretty amazing. But then there's like what they've done is they've they've, they've Taken the advertising hoardings or the animated advertising hoardings for four different spots around kind of basically Shibuya Crossing, ah. and so so you've got this so you've got the cat one that was up in Shinjuku. This one's slightly different in that there's a bit of 3D in there, but there's also like dogs just arrive um, at like at every hour and they frolic <laughs> in between the buildings. So there's like four or five different screens, and it looks like it's just one screen and the dogs running through the building, and it's absolutely massive. And it's for I think it's for Hit, which I think is a is a massive. Massive agencies, a massive um, uh, advertising agency, or yeah, something like that. Like for yeah, ad ad agency, like that, yeah. yeah. so uh, so yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, but hopefully, the dog uh, gets along with the with the cat that's up the road in Shinjuku <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> just a cat and a dog violently fighting above the, <laughs> sh- the
0: shit skyline. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> like, I was in Shinjuku. I was in uh, Shibuya uh, last week. Shibuya, and it's just changed so much. Like when you come over, yeah. in a million years. I think you're going to notice a change or two like there's since you've been here or since you were last here in 2020 there's been like I think four new skyscrapers in Shibuya let alone fucking 3D dogs and cats (laughs) <laughs> uh, they're re- like they're changing the station big time. Like the, the, you'll notice, like it's it's like a whole different place. They've really gentrified yeah. the hell out of it, and it in many yeah. ways it's nicer and easier to get around. But it's missed. It's kind of lost uh, some of the gritty alleyways that I used to love in Shibuya. Like Shibuya's mm-hmm. a bit of a seedy, gritty place. So it felt like it was, and now it's not. It's a nice place with three D Akita dogs on big screens and nice, clean alleyways. But uh, Oh yeah, it's changed a lot. You're going to find that mm. out. You're going to see. You're going to see. Yeah. There you go. Uh if you come yeah, you at, when you when you come to Tokyo, you normally stay in Shibuya, right? In an Airbnb I do.
1: with a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> just a <the> big dog. <laughs> Why do you choose Shibuya? Um just busy, good bars. Uh, just, just a lot of opportunities to get absolutely pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Pete Donaldson
0: way. Three yeah, three. Correct,
1: correct. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's what. That's where I've seen the um, the big three D one in Shinjuku. They've uh, they changed it to a Pokemon Go display. And so there's this massive... Um, I don't know what the fucking is called. Uh, but he's kind of looking out and stuff, and it looks very impressive. So, yeah, there's a new Pokemon Go display. I cannot believe Pokemon Go still... Got, I can't believe, like... it's Pokemon Go with the the 3D kind of zelda one? It's like Free Roman one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon I, I, Go, the new one, right, yeah.
0: I never got into it, but Charlotte still plays it. Whenever we mm. go out down the street, she's got it out in the countryside yeah. and stuff. Like, it, it, yeah, I kind of get the appeal of it to some extent. Like, it encourages you to go out and explore... Like We were yeah. in the middle of nowhere the other day in Yamagata going to see Natsuki, and we were driving up a mountainside, and she was like, stop the car! I was like, what? What? Oh my god, what's wrong? She's like, there's a Gyarados over there in the tree, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> and then she got the fucking Pokemon Go app and started rummaging through a forest to get some right. bloody Pokemon, and I was like, what is this? Why am I here? I don't <laughs> want to sit here while you catch imaginary non-physical creatures. I didn't sign up for this. but i not a physical I d- creature. uh,
1: I like the fact that you can get like, um, you can now get like fake GPS uh, pieces of software as well, just designed for Pokemon Go, so you can be anywhere in the world. Oh my god. You know, just do it from your. I mean, what is the point? What's the bloody point, man? Go out and catch real people. Go and catch
0: real people. (laughs) That's much more fun. Put them in a Pokemon Ball. In a Bounty Hunter, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I remember when Pokemon Go was initially released in Sendai, I went to Sendai Station once, and there was just like, uh, must have been about. 150 people or something out the front of the station and it was a crowd that I'd never normally, you know, I hadn't seen that before so I thought, oh shit, are the trains stopped? Is there a problem with the bullet trains? Is there an earthquake? And then I looked at their phones to try and see, you know, sneakily, what's the news? And they're all just trying to catch a Pikachu and I was like, oh, okay, this is very weird. (laughs) And I played it for like five minutes and decided it wasn't for me and I decided to return (laughs) to the physical world. But I get it. I get people like it. It's just I'm an old, miserable, grumpy person, and it's not aimed specifically at me. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions (laughs) in the fax machine. Not a real fax machine. It's just an inbox. Thank God.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection... Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: and we're back with the fax machine what have we got this week from our listeners Mr Pete Donaldson
1: shoot we got a message from let me just scroll down Dominic hello Dominic big D uh, dear affable Chris and Japan exiled Pete long time podcast listener uh, Dominic from lovely Vienna here uh, I have a quite a simple question for both of you what are your experiences with sleeping on futons what are the positives and what are the negatives of sleeping on futons thank you and wishing you <laughs> a lovely day uh, Dominic I mean, I like futons to some extent. Mm.
0: I prefer beds. It's, yeah. Like, I do sleep. My my sleep efficiency rating, which is something I've just made up, is higher when I go to sleep <laughs> on a futon. Like, I I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's the hard yeah. surface. Maybe it's just knowing you can't fall out of bed, which is weirdly I've never done it, but I fear it. I fear it a lot. With I futons, the floor is your bed, right? You the floor the floor is your oyster. <laughs> and say <laughs> so with alcoholism. Yeah, it's probably that as well. But I I just sleep really well on them. I, but I don't yeah. like sleeping on them long term. I mean, I slept on it for three years when I first moved here and I was a teacher. And I had to get it out of a cupboard every single morning. Uh, sorry, I had to get it out of the cupboard every evening and put it away in the morning, right? If I wanted to have a usable living room because it was very small. My sitting room and my bedroom were one and the same. And uh, yeah. it's quite weird, just rolling out this like crappy mattress every day and sleeping on it. But I slept very well on it. It's probably the best three years of sleep I've ever had. Um, yeah, but I, I like it. What about you? You're
1: um, a fan? I mean, I'd f- yeah, I don't, I'd, I'd, I'll happily sleep on. Uh, I'll ha- happily sleep on the floor because it's just it's just better for your back, isn't it? It's just more like, like I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not a man who has a massive uh, bad back, but uh, yeah, was, uh, I was. I don't mind sleeping on the on, on the floor as long as I don't get. As long as I don't get irritated by the dust. Sometimes the floors can right, be a little dusty yeah, when you are uh, when you're a cheapskate and, and, and renting really cheap places. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: uh, pros are you'll sleep nicely, and it's supposed to be good for your back futons. From what I hear, the downside is often uh, they they just take up a lot of room because you'll often have to unfold them into the communal area. So, like if you stay at your car the area that you sit in, have dinner, roll around in is also the place where you'll unfold the futon and and sleep at night. So, space, that's an issue. Uh, Chris, hello, Cristobal, Chris, and Pedro, Pete. My name's Val, and I come from a country where PDA is common and not frowned upon. More Mm. often than not, you'll see uh, people holding hands, hugging and passionately kissing in a public place. My question is, can people share a kiss on the streets? Can LGBTQIA+, Uh, people share their love publicly and if not, how would you be able to take safety measures when dating strangers? Lots of love, hugs and kisses from Santiago in Chile. Or Chile, as they say in every other country. It's not the UK. Chile. What do you think, Pete? Can you kiss in the street? What's gonna happen?
1: I, I don't think much <laughs> will happen to be honest again it's, it's one of those questions where we, it's actually quite hard for us to uh, to uh, comment on because uh, we, we um, I mean I, I, I don't think ever, Chris I don't think I've ever kissed anyone in Japan oh <laughs> what a shame I don't think I've ever kissed anyone but I, but I think uh yeah and 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 fundamentally we're not um we are well, uh, from, no, from those uh, from those protected groups so i think i think it's uh, i i think there was a there was a story this week where a politician was fucking going off on one about um not codifying uh, um, rights for, for for gay people, etc., in um, I- into law um, puts everyone at risk and stuff like that. Like, if politicians well, in Japan, are, ab- yeah, politicians are able to kind of uh, to, to feel comfortable uh, expressing that kind of view. Um, it kind of tells tells you a big story about how uh, those groups are received in Japan uh, with certain generations. But I think if you are in the major cities, no one's going to bat an eyelid. I am almost certain of that. You see people holding
0: hands here, but I mean, like, public mm. displays of affection in Japan are just, like, a lot rarer. No. You don't really see it. The only time I see it is at night, like, after 9pm when the streets are quiet. People have had a drink yeah. and they're kissing in the street then. Mm. But you see couples holding hands, but yeah, no, like, that sort of thing is very rare here. Uh, don't be surprised by that when you get here. But d- yeah. Don't feel like you don't like you can't do it. Um just be aware that people might stare at you and it might feel a bit uncomfortable because it is so rare, right? You know, people kissing in the street here. Um, yeah, it's one of the sad things about Japan, really. Or good. Some people don't like seeing it, you know. Uh, I've seen couples, like, slobbering over each other on trains and things in the UK and it's just like, nah, I don't want to see that. Kiss, but not like <laughs> that. Oh. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of get it to some extent, but, uh, yeah, Japan takes it to the extreme and that's unfortunate. Uh, we've got one here from Alan. Alan from Dublin. He says, Dear charismatic Chris and pleasant Pete. On my recent travel to I've just realized like everyone always finds an objective. They all uh, we've <laughs> nearly every story we've read out in the last year, they've yeah. put something in front of my name and your name. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. I like being it's charismatic. yeah. We've got the most creative listenership of any podcast yeah. in the world, god damn it. And I want everyone I to know. So. On my recent travel to Japan, I noticed a lot of stairs at uh, this time we were travelling with our four Month-old son. My question to you, Chris, is: Did you get many stares directed at you when you first started living in Japan, and did it bother you much? All the best, guys. Alan from Dublin. I mean, uh, I found living in the countryside that people did stare at me a lot, and I, it got to me a fair bit actually in the first year or two when I was dealing with like, anxiety issues. I'd stand at like a a road crossing, and you'd look up, and all the cars waiting. Would just sort of like everyone was just staring at you, and you could feel the eyes on you. But you know, it's just an irrational, weird sort of fear to have, and uh, Mm. I let it get to me a bit too much. Now I don't care, but it's just those first sort of two years. It did get to me, especially if I was was having a bad day. Um, But you just have to rationalise it. Like out in the countryside, you don't see folks who aren't Japanese, right? Yeah. Going through the supermarket where I lived, and there was uh, like a foreign guy wandering around it once in uh, in Yamagata and I was like hey, what, what the fuck is this who is that how did they get here how's this happening Cause <laughs> sure. it's just so damn rare so yeah. you know that's the way to, to to accept it I don't know why they were staring at your four month old son given that you're probably travelling in places like Tokyo Kyoto Osaka maybe they you know they don't well for, like, foreigners aren't that rare in the major cities maybe foreign kids are so that could be a factor Maybe they're just like, "Wow, that's what a foreign kid looks like. That's what a four-month-year-old boy looks like." Not in Japan, Sugoi. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think,
1: Pete? I just think I, I'm a I'm a terrible people watcher, so uh, <laughs> I can't uh, I can't complain. <laughs> so i looking at me. I'm always looking at people. Fascinating fascinating stuff <laughs> very bizarre <laughs> uh, keep your um, stories
0: questions comments coming in guys to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com uh, we'll be back later in the week to all over again but for now no matter where you might be listening from out in the big wide world have yourself a great few days we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast, and with journey across japan coming out this weekend we should be talking about that next week as well check it out for now guys have a good one bye for now
2: bye
1: in japan is a stack production and part of the acast creator network